Hello and welcome to Overwhelmingly Underwhelmed. I'm your host Lexi and today we're going to be talking about moving on from cheating part two, the days and weeks after you find out you've been cheated on. Let's get ready to have some uncomfortable conversation in three, two, one. Hello everyone, a quick note before we jump into this episode, I have had the fever and the flu over the last week and I did record this episode a few days ago. After editing it today, I can hear that there is some feedback from my breathing in the first few minutes. If that is something that annoys you, that's absolutely fine. I'll be launching a blog alongside this podcast very soon so you'll be able to take the information in that way. If you are willing to stick around, it is only for the first few minutes and I apologize again. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Overwhelmingly Underwhelmed. I'm your host, Lexi. I've had a fever the last few days, so please um, please take everything that I say as an off the record. No, I'm totally joking. I'm okay today, but I'm not feeling the greatest. I'm feeling a little bit sorry for myself, but I thought I'd hop on here and do this podcast in a way because you are more important than me to me, which is something I'm working on but it is good in this instance because it means I've been consistent every week with one podcast episode, which is what we want. So today we're talking about moving on from being cheated on part two. In part one, we spoke about um, what to do in the direct hours after you find out about being cheated on. And in this part, we're going to be doing um, the days and weeks after you find out that you have been cheated on. So I can already tell you that my brain is a little bit fuzzy. I have done some research in this and I also have a fair bit of life experience. Gross. I have a fair bit of life experience in this. So combining those two things together, we're going to talk about how to move on from being cheated on in the in the days and weeks post you finding out. Now, just a precursor to this episode, it will give you tips and tricks that you will be able to put into your life straight away. If you want to know more about staying in a relationship after you've been cheated on, I will do a whole separate episode on that. I know that I've been talking about that for like nine weeks about doing an episode on that because I have been in that position and I know that it's important to you and I know that it's important to a lot of people. I just haven't done it yet because it's a particularly triggering episode for me because it's, it is something that I've had to do in my life and it is something that um, caused me a lot of emotional pain and it also caused me a backward step in my growth, which isn't the greatest thing to confess. But um, given that I've been on this planet for a short 31 years, it was now looking back on it, a small stint of my life to give up uh, to learn the lessons that I learned. Okay, so before we jump into it, as per usual, please head to my social media, please head to TikTok or Instagram, or there is a form sitting on my Instagram as well that you can fill out. Give me any kind of anything that you can think of that would be constructive criticism for these episode for, for these podcast episodes. If you've got any comments, if you've got, I love it, I hate it, whatever it is, please let me know so that I can continue to make this better for you. If you have any issues or anything you think that you would like spoken about on this particular podcast, please let me know. I am always, always keen to help you out. And trust me, if it's happening to you and you're feeling it, the likelihood of it happening to other people that follow me or that listen to this podcast is high. So please speak up. All right. Shall we jump straight into it, Pete? For those of you listening, Pete is a giant stuffed panda that sits on the couch and does podcasts with me. He is my emotional support panda uh, because I have a big thing for stuffed animals. I freaking love them. Um, They don't leave me. They don't talk back. And to me, they all have 
they all have their own personalities. Yes, I know that I'm an old person to be saying that, but I'm never going to change that about me. So Pete the Panda is here with me and he will help me through today's episode because as I said in the last episode, uh, anything on cheating is a little triggering for me because I have been in three out of four relationships that ended in cheating. We're going to be going through a bit of those triggering emotions. I'm okay. It's all right. I'm okay to talk about it. I have done the therapy. I have done all the self-help that I can to do this. So now I want to help you out. All right. So you have been cheated on. You found out you were cheated on. Recapping the last episode, the four or five things that you need to do. Number one, let me just take out my notes from last episode. I know I should remember this, but I'm going to blame this on the fever. Um, Number one, remind yourself that you're not to blame. It is not your fault. There is no way that it could have been your fault. You can't control other people's actions or choices. Number two, accept it. You can't turn back time. You cannot do anything to stop it from happening. It has happened. It is what it is. Number three, don't make decisions based on fear. That means give it some time before you make a concrete decision. Don't stay because you're afraid of being alone, but don't leave someone that you love immediately because you're afraid of getting hurt. Number four, find your friends and family, get them to come over and take away any kind of device that has social media on it. You do not need to go and find out who this person has cheated on you with. You do not need to go and start comparing yourselves to them. And you need to focus on what has happened, your emotions and what you're going to do to get through that particular day. You don't need to have social media distracting you in any way because most of the time it can be toxic and it can have long-term consequences going onto somebody's profile especially the person that they've cheated on you with and then comparing yourselves with them. That is an awful thing to do for yourself long-term. So please don't do that. So those are the four things that I told you in the last episode to focus on in the hours after finding out that you have been cheated on. And um, the key advice that I had and I will continue to preach is that there is no right or wrong answer and people are not in your shoes. They don't feel your emotions. They're not in your relationship. They cannot empath- They cannot completely empathize and understand where you are at right now. So whilst other people being there to listen is fantastic, take everything that they say with a grain of salt because remember other people project from their own circumstances and it's really hard not to do that as a human being. Even I'd say the most healed humans cannot stop themselves from self-projecting onto other people when they are speaking about things like this that are triggering. So please keep that in mind. All right, let's hop into uh, the days and weeks after you found out that you have been cheated on. So the first thing I would um, ask you to do is start by accepting how you're feeling. And that might sound really weird, but I've actually seen, um, excuse me, you could probably hear my cold coming through there. I've actually seen a few people um, sit down and tell me that they don't care that they've been cheated on or they just break up and move on really quickly by like hopping on top of other people, things like that. And those kind of behaviors are quite detrimental, especially the ones that say, I don't care because everybody cares when you're betrayed by somebody that you love. And by denying it, you're immediately telling those feelings that they are not relevant and that they should go away and that you are fine when in fact you're not. And that's all right to not be okay after you've matured. Who would be okay after being betrayed by somebody that you love? Now, if you actually don't care, then there might be a core issue of you actually not loving that person. Maybe you shouldn't have been in that relationship in the first place. That's a whole nother bag, bag of bag of cats. 
a whole nother bag of worm. I'm not sure what the saying is. It's a whole nother bag of something that we're not going to talk about right now. Accept how you're feeling. There's no need to deny it. And it's up to you how you want to communicate what has happened. In my head, if you don't want shit spoken about you, don't do shit. It's that easy. So if this person has cheated on you and now they're annoyed at you because you're telling people, that is not on you. That's on them because they did the shit thing. So if they don't want to do, if they don't want people to talk shit about them, then they shouldn't do shit things. It's that easy. So it's up to you how you want to communicate what has happened to your friends and family and to anybody that asks. Um, Would I suggest shouting it from the rooftops? Probably not at this point. It might be detrimental further down the line, especially if you decide to stay with that person. But I would suggest always telling the truth. I mean, you react to it how you need to react to it. So accept how you're feeling. And the other thing I'd like you to do as well is write it down. And I have some prompts here for you um, because I think it's really important that you do write down how you're feeling. And even Harvard Business School tells us that we should be writing down things that we are feeling because it helps us get to know ourselves better. That sounds so self-preachy. I'm sorry. I really don't buy into a lot of that stuff most of the time. But in this one particular circumstance, I would preach it because it does help for me, especially when I'm having complicated thoughts. There was one that I had the other day about being married, about getting married, and I wrote it all down and I feel a little bit clearer now with that. Um, But here are the prompts that I would suggest that you uh, write to in your journal if you don't know where to start after you've been cheated on. The first thing I'd like you to write down is how you're feeling. How am I feeling? The second thing is what made me feel like that? In this case, we have a pretty strong answer, but maybe we need to dive levels into that. So, When you write down what um, made me feel like that, you can say the person, but then you need to dive a little bit further because it's not just the person. It is something to do with yourself that's making you feel like that as well. Do you feel inadequate? Do you feel betrayed? Do you feel like you have to compare yourself to, to other people to make this person happy in the relationship? What is it in particular that is making you feel Um, upset about being betrayed. Obviously, there's a very obvious answer again. We know what it is, but try to dive a few levels deeper. And the third thing is, um, what am I trying to change about my life? Yeah, that sounds a little bit weird, but I think when you're going through this type of emotional stages, it's really important to figure out what it is that has made you unhappy and then what you would do to change that. So in this case, it could be like getting rid of this person. And that could be a very emotional response, but write it down. And then when you need to go back to it, you can reevaluate that response at any point. So it's not like it's set in stone. It's just in your diary. So that's the first thing. Accept it. I know that sounds so trivial, but uh, if you go through what we've just spoken about, I guarantee it's going to help you. Number two, get tested. Oh, it had to be said. Get tested. Whether you choose to stay or you choose to go, your sexual health is more important than anyone's feelings at this point. I don't care if getting tested hurts the feelings of the person that has cheated on you. Fuck them. They have hurt your feelings. And in their case, they did it without thinking about what would happen to you. So you need to get tested. You need to go to a clinic. You need to go to a doctor and you need to get tested for SDIs because as far as we know, they've cheated on you, but we don't know to what extent they've cheated on you too right so it could be just that one time it could be just that one time that you found out but it also could be multitudes of other times and then they've come home and had sex with you and also some STIs have no side effects so that's quite dangerous STIs can have long-term damaging effects especially for women especially for their reproductive system so it's really important that you go and get that tested as soon as you have the emotional capacity to do so Number three, don't take actions that don't align with your value system or set. What does that mean? Well, 
Um, I actually created a really short 10-minute podcast on how to create a value set. So if you've gone through that, you'll understand completely what I'm saying. But when you create a value set, you create a set of principles for yourself on how you want to react and how you want to be seen by other people. So I don't know, kindness, like um, vulnerability, trust, all of those things. What is in your value set? And that value set dictates how you react and how you act in situations. In this particular situation, it's really hard not to act emotionally. I mean, do I condemn it? Absolutely not. I am an emotional person. I would put my hand up and say that I react emotionally nearly 100% of the time, but I try to do that now with kindness and with thoughtfulness and with all the value set that I've created for myself. So don't take actions that don't align with your value system or set. What we don't do here for anybody that listens to this, we do not let other people change who we are. We do not let other people change the way that we have created ourselves to our value set. Other people's actions, that's on them. But how you react is what you can control. So we do not let other people change the way we react or act as a person. That is who you are. Why am I saying that? You will regret it later. If you go outside your value system or value set and you react in a way that is going to be later classified as crazy, psycho, um, any of those things, which by the way, you have every right. So you can see the two sides of me battling themselves out here. You have every right to be like this when somebody crosses a boundary like this, especially it's someone that you love that has betrayed you. The other side, the, the normal side that is trying to teach you to be a better person because it is how I have become a better person is that if you react outside your value set, you will regret it later. So when I told you in the first episode of this series about me burning a shirt of my exes on a lawn um, because he cheated on me, now I look back on that and I'm like, what were you doing? That is so embarrassing. Like, I probably filmed that shit and sent it to people too. I know for a fact that is not who I am and it's not how I would react today to somebody doing the same thing. I know that because I'm not that person anymore. Don't take action. Don't do things that don't align with your value set, please. That was number three. Number four, build new meaning into your life. Now, I'm actually going to have to read a little bit of this um, off this off my notepad for this particular one because this is a bit new to me and it actually wasn't in my subset of points before I went researching my podcast I try to do as much as I can on my own and then I add to it with research build new meaning into your life that doesn't involve your partner or ex-partner building and having other sources of meaning will help you to move to the other end of your current emotions quicker what does that mean Lexi well you get meaning from your current relationship. If you can figure out what that meaning is, and I'm about to give you an answer that I think I think it is, then you can find that from other sources. So if you work on friendships, the sense of belonging that you crave from your relationship can be fulfilled from those too. So to be in a relationship, um, to give it meaning might mean that you have a sense of belonging there, like you have your person, you have somebody that understands you, that doesn't judge you and so on. You can actually get that fulfillment from other people, from the friendships that you have, from like making new friends, from renewing old friendships that you haven't spoken to in a while. It's about moving outside of your comfort zone with other people. 
you could do that through going into the community and mixing yourself in with those people. It doesn't necessarily have to be charity work. It could also be picking up your neighbor's parcels and delivering it to them or saying hi to your new neighbor and helping them move in or offering to walk people's dogs or offering to sit with the elderly and make a cup of tea and talk to them. Things like that. Get new meaning to your life. And part of this as well is letting go of the guilt you feel, whether it's because you think you had a role to play in this particular cheating incident, which by the way, you didn't, it's not your fault. Please never think it is your fault. Or you feel guilty for letting yourself get to this point. Being cheated on doesn't mean you're not good enough to be in a relationship with. It just means right now that the wrong person is standing in front of you. The other thing that I would like to say as well, walking away from something without finding understanding is one of the hardest things I have ever had to do. And it's one of the hardest things you probably will ever have to do as well. Because in my brain, I could never do that to somebody else, but they've just done it to me. And then number five, the main point that we need to talk about in the weeks after being cheated on is you have to talk to that partner, ex-partner. You have to talk to them. And some of them are going to be too young-minded to even have a conversation with. They will not give you any answers. They will hardwall themselves and they will convince themselves that they are the victim. There are some people like that out there. Those are people I do not understand and I strive not to understand because I don't speak to deaf ears If you are not willing to give me the time of day and be honest with me after you've betrayed our relationship, you do not get any more of my time. That is it. There are certain things that I will say when it comes to this point, like speaking to your partner. If you are, let's say, in your teens and you're listening to this and you've just found out that you've been cheated on, I would highly suggest that you move on. If you do not have anything tying yourself to this partner, a house, assets, a marriage, kids, I would highly suggest that you move on. There are certain aspects of relationships which of your relationships, which I will never understand. So take this with a grain of salt, please. But if you do not have something tying yourself to this particular partner, I would suggest that you move on. If you do, or if you feel like there needs to be another conversation, go in with set questions. I have some questions for you. You can write these down. If you do need to speak to your partner, it will most likely be on the basis of figuring out if you think that you can stay. The first question I have is, are they sorry? Some partners can fake being sorry and trying to figure out whether they're faking it or meaning is actually quite easy because it's dependent on their actions after their very consistent actions, consistent being years of actions. If they can't even hold up the consistency in for a week or a few weeks, the likelihood of being them being able to hold that up over years is zero. Do they care that they've hurt you? Have they actually been honest with you about the extent of the cheating? That's a really big one because sometimes they say it's a one-off and it's really not and then you go back into a relationship with them and all of a sudden there's like six other instances that pop up or you get those messages, the hey girly messages or you find out they're doing other things behind your back or there was emotional cheating with other people. You need to be really careful with this. They need to be honest with themselves and they need to be honest with you when it comes to cheating. Will you be able to move on or will it always be in the back of your mind? That is also a really big one for someone like me who is on the spectrum. That means that I remember everything. So the likelihood of me being able to move on from cheating is probably close to zero because I remember everything, including the feelings that you gave me when I found out that you were cheating on me. What actionable steps have they taken and are willing to take without fight back? That one is, let me just explain that to you. So when it comes to staying with somebody that that has cheated, they have to be fine with their privacy being forever gone. Boop, 
out the window. They don't get passwords. They don't get to have like secret accounts. They don't get to have any privacy when it comes to things popping up on their phone anymore. They have to answer every every question truthfully. It is across the board consistency as a person and they do not get to fight back on that. They don't get to say, oh, it happened six months ago. Why are you still asking? They don't get to say that. Sorry. That's zero, zero tolerance. If you cheat on someone and expect them to trust you instantly or within the next few months, you are stupid. Well, first of all, if you cheat on someone, you are stupid. But, you know, if you're expecting somebody to trust again, it's going to take. And this is what my couples counselor said. And this is not me. This is a psychologist. This is from actual psychology. It will take years to rebuild trust. And even at the point that you think you've rebuilt trust, There will always be cracks in it forever. You've done this to the relationship. So don't expect it to ever be the same again. Don't expect to smash something and glue it back together and it's the same. That's that's not how this fairy tale world works, unfortunately. So back to the question, what actionable steps have they taken and are willing to take without fight back? Considering it's been a week or a few weeks since you found out, what have they done to help the situation? Have they booked therapy? Have they given you all their passwords? Have they given you the affirmation that you need? Have they gone out of their way to apologize to you? Do they look like they're sorry for what they did? And even after all that, I have to say it's really hard to sit there and make the decision to stay given what has happened because you will forever be wondering. If you are at a point where you have kids and a marriage, I understand that feeling. I understand that you have to stay for the kids or you have to stay because all your assets are tied together but you need to stay with a partner that is willing to work on it and is consistent all the way through and unfortunately if you are staying you need to be willing to work on it as well you need to be willing to go to therapy and open up and have these conversations that are really triggering and really emotionally draining and that willingness has to come from both sides it has to be 50 50 and I know that's not fair I hear you I have been there It doesn't feel fair at all that you have to do any type of work. But if you do want to dedicate yourself to another person in a relationship, it has to be at a 50-50 basis, especially if you're getting over cheating. And that's all that's in my book right now. The one thing I will say that has helped me in the past is speaking to a professional. Um, I understand that they're not always accessible. I understand that they're expensive. And I understand that sometimes there is anxiety about going in person to a professional. Now, if your partner is not willing to do this, I'd say that's a pretty big red flag, given that they've caused the issue in the relationship. But speaking to a professional, if it's an anxiety thing, there are professionals online. You can go speak to one yourself as well, which I think would be really helpful. Doing both, doing couples counseling and your own counseling is helpful. Um, if you do like to go online, there is um, a website called Relationship Hero where you can get relationship advice online. If it is a monetary issue and that's why you have you are having issues with accessibility, um, there are forums on Facebook, there are TikTok and Instagram pages run by relationship coaches, which can be really helpful. The one thing I would say is make sure you check their credentials and don't just find one that agrees with everything that you say and think. You need to find one that makes you feel uncomfortable and move out of your comfort zone so that you can grow into a better person after this particular experience. I hope some of those points will help you and I hope that you've maybe written some down if you're on this position. Again, if you're in this position, it sucks. I'm so sorry to hear that. I empathize with you deeply. 
And if you are choosing to stay, I'll make the next episode about staying with somebody that has cheated on you or has betrayed on you. So I hope uh, betrayed on you, has betrayed you. So I hope that will help. In the meantime, I hope you do something that makes you feel uncomfortable today. Step outside of your comfort zone for that growth. And I will see you next time. This has been Overwhelmingly Underwhelmed with Lexi Partell. Thank you.